Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Estopanol Inn. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Bamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. I am here with my buddy Bitten again. Bitten, how are you doing this week? I'm doing fantastic. Soccer season's going a little longer than I was fearing for a minute. I'm going to be honest. I was not expected to be doing a uh, another episode where we have a game preview this week. Yeah, right? I'm in the same boat. Pleasantly surprised. But before we get into that, we gotta, I got to find out what you're into this week. So, Zach, what are you into? The spooky season continues, Benton. Uh, let's see. What did we watch this week? Uh, this week was Evil Dead 2. Which is classic. Yes, love uh, that. And uh, In the Mouth of Madness, which is a John Carpenter movie I had not seen yet. I've uh, heard of that one. Yeah, it's a, it's like a early 90s. It has uh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. I was going to say, uh, that name sounds really it, familiar. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. It's like a, a Sam Neill is like an insurance guy who looks into fraud cases and there's a like a very famous horror author that has gone missing uh and the publisher hires him to track him down and then his most his book that is about to come out uh is about like the end of the world and it appears to be coming true and he he kind of gets sucked into the universe of the book it's very it's got weird vibes uh i i enjoyed it is it like an 80s movie uh, early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Close enough, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Uh, this week I finally get to watch Army of Darkness, which is that's my favorite of the Evil Dead movies. So I'm excited yeah. about that. I think I yeah I think I got that on Blu-ray. I'm looking right over. Yeah, I do have that one. It's one of the nice. few movies I own. So I need to rewatch that one too. That that one. Thanks for the reminder. That's like a that's a yearly. All the three Evil Dead movies are like my yearly Halloween watch. So. Yeah. I think Perfect. I think 
I could watch <laughs> I could watch Army of Darkness every year till I die. Yeah, I I went in blind. I saw it for the first time my freshman year of college, and I had a bunch of friends like, "Oh, you got to come see it!" And they were showing it like one of the movie theaters, like on campus. It was an awesome experience. Yeah, yeah, I watched them. I also watched that one first. I saw Army of Darkness first, and then I watched Evil Dead Two, and then I watched Evil Dead. I saw them in reverse order. Yeah, that's exactly what I did too. <laughs> Which honestly is a perfectly reasonable viewing order for those three movies because oh, yeah, all three sure. of them start with the recap. <laughs> it's yeah. They kind of only kind of have to do with each other. So it's a, yeah, it's a it's great series. Loose. Ben, what are you into this week? Well, I got two things that I'll bring up. One, the first thing is, I don't know how to phrase this, so I'll just say productivity. So anyway, let's, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that I'm a social media addict, particularly Twitter. Spent a lot of time on there. And frankly, I've been very like okay with that. But, um, you know, I just kind of recently had had an epiphany where I'm like, you know what, I want to I want to change this like addiction I have to to social media and, and technology in my in my phone, you know, like every dead second, you know, pulling it up and like refreshing the Twitter feed or just checking something or just doing something dumb on the phone. So I made a lot of moves to to start to address that make things more inconvenient for myself i didn't delete any of those apps i'm still going to keep them i'm just trying to very much minimize my usage i did a lot of different things i moved pretty much like i only like on my front like lock screen i pretty much only have like but like apps i would consider okay to to use you know your, your phone your text messaging um email um i have the like the screen time like thing in there big widget and basically like a few pages though i did multiple so i put all the other stuff like my social media apps um, I pretty much turned off like all notifications. There's like very few that I still have set on. I set my phone to, um, like the screen doesn't react. Like when you look at it or touch it, you can only activate it by pressing the button itself. Um, I turned everything grayscale to make it less appealing as well, but I can toggle that with that. I, I have clicks. seen the grayscale tip before. That one's, that one's really clutch. And the fact that you can toggle it is, is nice. Cause if you want to look at pictures or whatnot. Um, I even found this app where it helps. It basically puts this like, like a, a like a delay before opening specific apps on it. So like a kind of like a, a reminder, like, hey, you should, probably shouldn't be getting on here, but still allows you to. So and another, I think there's a lot of other little things I've done as well. But basically, all in all, I went from being able to access these apps in like probably under se second to it's probably closer to like 15 seconds now, which is enormous when it gives you enough time to process and, and think about what you're doing. And it's not so like instinctual. And so far, it's, it's worked out pretty great, even to the point where I've tried to put some of the stuff on my desktop computer, you know, so I'm not like coping by sitting on my laptop and, and doing some of the stuff instead. Nice. Uh, so yes, I have um, a bad. I, I uh, <laughs> my 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 way for doing this has been uh, my phone is is slowly dying with age and i've decided i'm just not replacing it and so so i only get uh my 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 phone usage per day is getting smaller and smaller as the battery holds yeah. less and less charge <laughs> uh but uh i have sort of just shifted onto the computer a lot yeah. of what i was doing on the phone so i just i do have a bad habit of just having twitter up on like a oh, side yeah side window on the computer all day long yeah i made an uh, effort to close the permanent openly tab i had on there but i did add some browser like add-ons that basically do the same things i have like certain um window um certain like websites in grayscale i have the delay set on these certain sites so I'm, I'm making moves to correct that the other thing i forgot that was pretty big was like you know one like one excuse to take a look at your phone 
I found pretty quickly was to see what time it was. So what I've done is I got a an alarm clock like by bedside one. It actually has like a um one of those mag mag safe chargers where you can set your phone on it, like on the back yeah. half of it. So I don't have to fidget with that for the alarm or, or like it, whether at night or in the morning. And I also start going back to wearing a wristwatch. I'm a big watch fan, which is, yeah. is a I'm nice too, just, way to I, not have to be getting your phone out of your pocket all the time. Yeah, I just got something cheap that I could beat up and I like digital one. But again, I was just trying to think of like every excuse that I could think of to to pick up my phone. I'm, I'm trying to like largely eliminate those. Um, given given our overlapping nerdy interests, I probably will get you into like mechanical handwound watches eventually i, th- I feel oh, like I that's like... the next step on the path oh no I, I i like nice watches and and i have a few i just wanted something to like to to like beat up and wear like every day i haven't been wearing a watch in a while since i since i lost my eye watch and before that i used to wear them but um but yeah i i am i am a i am a fan of a nice watch but i just wanted something something cheap you know yeah so i did that it's good, but, to, have um, one. It's good to have like a, a watch you're not afraid to damage yeah. I've got like a yeah. like a Seiko dive watch that's a tank that I I don't yeah. have to worry about like doing woodworking with it on and stuff because it can take a beating. Yeah, this this is like a Casio. It's like 20 bucks, you know, it's not very much. Um hey man, I all the start... all the astronauts go up in Casio G Shock watches now. <laughs> Casios can take a beating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I I even start like I'm I'm experimenting carrying around like a little notebook. So like as I think of things, like again, like just taking like if I make 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 note of something, like just like trying to eliminate the usage of the phone with that. So still exploring different options, but so far it's been going well. Um the other thing I want to call out that I'm into this week is I'm into our fan base. I think we have a really cool fan base thing that we have going on. Um, particularly I went to the watch party for the Memphis match. And I ran into one Cole, the meme King. Me and him uh, hung out from watch the match together. He is a listener of the show. I was going to say, you so by know. our fan base, do you mean the Louisville city fan base or the fan base of I'm our podcast? Louisville city fan base. But, and then I parlayed that into the fact that I met Cole who uh, I was talking with somebody else and he recognized my voice. And then we figured <laughs> that he watched the podcast. <laughs> so uh, Cole asked for a shout out, Cole. Here's your shout out. He's also, and I, yeah, Zach, you probably saw this on Twitter. I posted, um, um, there's a video, like a meme video posted onto Reddit, kind of uh, bringing up the fact that Mike Watts was kind of uh, sleeping on us a bit. Uh, that was him. That was his I, account. Okay. So I told I him to keep it up. And that's, and, that's, and that's part of what I, what I like is the participation with the fan base, whether, whether you're making a podcast or just putting memes out there, just kind of regularly sharing your opinions. I, I like that involvement. So Cole, keep it up. Other people who have ideas, like that, just throw stuff out there. You know, it's fun. It's a good time. And uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> it was a very funny video. I, Mike Watts was probably nicer than I think I have been for the last couple of weeks oh, on oh, the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he put it nicely in all fairness, but uh, <laughs> it's fun to keep the receipts still. And Cole did that. I didn't even I didn't know about that until um until that that video after the fact. So no. Uh, yeah, I check in on their show every once in a while, but not mm-hmm. not every single episode. I missed that one. I was watching the match from from the Saints watch party, which was a good time. You were watching it, I'm assuming, from the comfort of your your couch. Yes, I was not watching it at from all. at home, trying to fight to put pajamas on our daughter. Yeah, sometimes we text back and forth about these matches, but we really didn't get to do this one. Um, do that for this one yet? So I'm. Um, Kind of want to hear hear your thoughts on the on the match overall. 
I mean, I mean, like they gritted it out. Well, and this was sort of a playoff theme. I think there were some blowouts that happened later in the in the first round of the playoffs. But those first couple playoff games were all like one goal games. So it was a very defensive playoffs for the most part. But I was taken by how little Louisville City had going offensively outside of the uh the Lancaster goal I, I mean they they really um needed that to go to penalty kicks basically other than a, a quick flash at the very very end of the overtime uh they scored that goal and evened it up and then that was basically the end of the attack for the night I don't know what did you think it's always good to win on the road in the playoffs. So it's a gritty performance. And I will not say that I was like blown away by the, by the performance outside yeah, of I, one player, which I'll get to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It wasn't any sort of mind blowing performance, but that's kind of what the playoffs are about, right? Like just getting the job done, no matter how, Survive how ugly it is. And I mean, they, they did that aside from, you know, that just, that just one dumb error at the very beginning of the match, which how bizarre is that two matches in a row? to get Boy. scored on in, in 30 seconds. But um, I mean, aside from that, I mean, Louisville said he kept the ball out of the net. They got, got one in themselves. Yeah. They weren't too, too dangerous as far as, uh, you know, maybe scoring a, a second one and preventing overtime or penalty kicks. Um, but I mean, again, the, the counter that they did their, their defensive job there, I, uh, you know, Watching it live, I'm like, I think we might be a little bit better in the run of play. But then I went back and looked at the numbers. I'm like, ah, that might not have been as much of the case as, as I was thinking. I mean, at the end of the day, that's it's kind of like splitting hairs, though. I mean, I mean, there's pretty much two even teams, and that's exactly why we we saw things go to a shootout. And I mean, this is where where Louisville City has made their their money year over year, and we still have a lot of those players that have have been there during that time. So I I think I go in with a little bit of elevated confidence when when things get really tough like that. I yeah. think we have a, a unique vantage point relative to a lot of, a lot of other teams as far as players who've, who've been there before been in these, these particular kind of moments. So not pretty, but they did Got what they done. needed to do. Uh, I did want to spotlight though. There was one tactical change uh, that coach made that I really liked, which was moving mogul out of the defensive mid position and up to, like he was playing more of the number eight box to box and mm-hmm. he looked very good there. And I, I do not remember if it was on the podcast or if it was just when I was talking to Chris afterwards, but I had mentioned before, like kind of wanting to see him in that eight spot rather than in the, in the six that he had been playing. I just, I really, I, I thought he had a great game. Yeah. He was super duper like annoying in the press. He's he's got a motor. It, it lo- allows him to to really like get all over the field. I think he pairs well with Gibson there in the six. So that is a a tactical shift that that I'm hoping we see for the rest of the playoffs because I really like starting him and Gibson. Um, and then really anybody as that third midfield midfielder, but it, pa- Paulo or Nile. Um, yeah. I, I I thought or or um Mares. I, I thought that, but the, those two playing in those positions, I, I think is probably is the lineup for the yeah, team no, that's, right now. Yeah. The latter part is especially what I, what I was thinking of and going to bring up is that in the past, like I, I didn't think that you really put both Tyler and Carlos on the, on the pitch together, but now kind of seeing it, it just feels so obvious that 
I mean, I, I think it fits Carlos's strengths a little bit more. I don't think he has as much of that defense that uh, that Tyler has. And it allows think, him to get up and be part of the press, which he's really yes. effective in. And I was going to say the fact that you have somebody as reliable as Tyler Gibson behind you, I think, gives him some some additional kind of freedom and comfort to really kind of do what what comes natural, do what he really excels at. And it just worked out wonders again. Like I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't see or, or or understand that pairing prior to. I didn't think you'd really see him on the pitch, but as soon as I saw the lineup. Like I was really intrigued. I don't think that we had saw that that particular starting eleven before, have we? I don't think those those two have started together at least, let alone the uh, the other player selections. Well, and having Sharpie at outside back, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely the first time we've had this specific lineup. Yeah, so I saw that, and honestly, I thought it was going to be a, a back three for that. I didn't realize that he was going to flex uh, um, Wesso over to be a, an outside back. Yeah, because they which... sort of played like. They played like a fourback. Uh, they didn't really. Uh, once uh, Oscar checked in, they sort of switched to looking like more of a back three. Uh, but mm-hmm. up until Oscar was in, it was it was like four one four one kind of the yeah formation. And, well, I mean, I, I think Amadou being out kind of really really hurt what Danny Proto would have liked to do because I think my I think what he was thinking there is that he wants. He wants to be like a very defensively responsible back line. And I think Oscar's a little more offensive oriented, which is why he probably went with uh Wes out outside rather than than Oscar. And having Amadou there would have been, you know, would have been perfect. Yeah. We haven't mentioned him yet, but uh, I thought Manny, it it might be the best game Manny's had this season. I, I thought Manny was really solid all night. He was like absolutely <laughs> frustrating and repeatedly shutting down uh, the wing on his side. I think it was Kissy Adu for most of the game uh, to the point where I thought he was going to get a red card on him. There was one specific play where he, he just shut him down on a run and the ball went out of bounds. And the, the guy just like kicked the ball into the stands after it went out of bounds. Cause he was so mad yeah. about getting like absolutely shut down on the one V one. I feel like I owe Manny a, a, a shout out. Like I think year one for me like i think he was he was good but i think he was he was really flashy and that's why he, he got a lot of attention and there was still kind of a lot of room to grow i think he's he's closed the gap more where he still has has some of that flash but i think he's i think he's kind of grown a lot does that I feel make like sense he started out super hot when he first came to like the first couple games he had he was just on fire and then he sort of like has settled down we've seen more of the consistency yeah. lately i mean which is good not no i mean not anything against him. I think just again, because of the level of like flair he has in his game, I think just kind of within the general mindset, he was a bit overrated kind of, uh, you know, la- last year to an extent, not severely. I mean, he's still definitely a good player and should be, should be playing and starting, but I think he's, I think he's grown a lot this year and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with, with what I've seen there. Also just a gorgeous goal from Lancaster to tie it up. <laughs> That's what what did I say, man? Once he starts to get confident, the goals tend to come uh, in bunches. So I think very good news for the playoffs that that he has continued <laughs> the form he he finished that last game in. How how lucky are we to have a a confident Cam backed up by an outstanding Wilson Harris? Like we're we're like, as far as attacking goes, we're I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I mean, especially that's exactly. I think that that clip uh, from Mike 
Watts mentioning that Louisville turns it on at the end of the year, but they tend to turn it on earlier than now. Uh, I, I think in general that we would would have liked to see the team clicking more, but uh, one small thing is like, it is good to see Lancaster at least <laughs> coming into form start to start these playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Any other, any other thoughts about the match? I know we I, had a, a contingent of a, a, away fans that I want to shout out for, for making the trip, because honestly, I think there was fair reason for a lot of pessimism heading into this one, but they absolutely got their money's worth for attending in person. So my hat's off to you guys. It was a, yeah, there was a respectable away section there. It's like, cause you think, I mean, Memphis is in Tennessee. So you're like, Oh, that's close. It's the next state over, but Memphis is not like a super quick drive. Yeah, it's Memphis, not. Is, Memphis is like I looked it up. It's like it's like about the same distance as driving to Chicago. It's not a it, it's not like a drive down and watch the game and drive back type distance. Yeah, and, and Memphis isn't exactly a sexy location either. <laughs> hey man, that's I mean, good what, else, for what, else do you, what else do you go there for? I guess uh barbecue and uh they got the, the they got Bass the big pro pyramid shop. that's the Bass Pro Shop now, or yeah. yeah. Must see tourist attraction. So, um, but yeah, but, um, so we had a good contingent and I was honestly really disappointed, but at the same time yet not shocked by the, uh, the lack of fans at that game for Memphis, like they're in the playoffs and I don't know, some of these teams in this league, man. Uh, okay. We, we should talk about the end of the game though. Cause we, uh, we try yeah, to be positive here. We was... try to not. <laughs> be mean to players because they are way better than us and know more than us about soccer. Uh, but I cannot, I cannot let this recording end without calling out Powell's yeah. on that. The just very the end you, of, I forgot you messaged me that I'd like that play at the very end of overtime. He did a, He played a really great. So he, he received a long ball really well just like stopped it dead at his feet from a I think it was a goal kick it was a very long pass um and then played a perfect give and go played him in behind the last defender one-on-one the with the keeper like six yards out he was like right out of the six yard box and decided rather than to take the shot one-on-one with the keeper right in front of goal to like square a ball back across the front of the goal to uh, I think it was Harris who had like five players around him. It, he was not like, I can understand passing up that shot. If someone is just standing there by themselves on the back post for a tap in, if the other person is in traffic, take that freaking shot. Be, be, be selfish. You're a forward. Everybody at the watch party. Take the glory. That, that was yours. You could have ended that game. It concerns me. To have a, a forward that is not selfish enough to take shots like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, That's we'll like a like s- shying away from the moment type thing. Uh so yeah, That's, I yeah, really rough. I I was I, I was so furious. I, I I you know it's you know like cause you mentioned we hadn't we weren't talking a ton during that game, but I sent you like six texts in a row before you were able to respond, which is how yeah, you I know I'm worked that. up about a thing. <laughs> It was all caps too, <laughs> but I get it. Um, Cause man, I, I did not, I did not want penalty kicks. I wanted to see that game end before 
but before it got to penalty kicks i did not want to just have the yeah. the coin flip that is pk's nobody was but again i i like our chances in that um in that situation i mean it's easy Thankfully, for me we to got say a lot that of now. experience yeah yeah so it i will out. say i have no clue how that one that went under Zimla was able to make it through the one where he guessed right. And the player kicked it on the ground and it most of them, right? He, yeah, he, he guessed right most of the time, but one of them, like, I don't know how that ball fit through the gap. Like it even, it, it bounced upward after it went by him. So you can see that he landed on it a little bit. And that was like just a fraction of a second. Uh, and that was a block. Aside from, from not stopping any of them, like he was, he was doing all the right things. So I was, you know, I was satisfied yeah, I think with him. He, he had that one that just barely went under him, and then he had one he got a hand on, but the guy just kicked the snot out of it. Yeah. I don't think the other the Memphis goalkeeper really got that that close to any of ours like that. All of I mean, well, it's one thing about all the experience the team has is like, I am super confident in all five of the <laughs> the the takers on ours. That like, all five of those penalty kicks were were perfect. Nobody, I think nobody even really let the keeper have a chance. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to mention about the match, I totally forgot. Um, so, you know, aside from obviously winning the game, the celebrations and, and cheering and stuff that, that ensued the probably second biggest pop of the night was when Wilson Harris got subbed in I mean, people were amped at that, at the watch party. Like it was quite noticeable. <laughs> like it's just, I thought that, I thought that was a lot of fun. Like when you get that level of, of energy injected into a, to a group of fans. So at the, uh, it, at the Alan Kelly household, the big cheer was when Niall got subbed in. Oh, yeah. The real ones now. <laughs> he right. probably had uh, the best PK of the of the group, I think. He hit the top net. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. Um, tell you what, let's cut to a, to a quick break, and then we'll come back on the other side of that, and we'll talk about uh, this upcoming match against Detroit. Our fortunate next round matchup. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Vamos Morados. I'm still Zach. I'm still here with Bitten. Bitten, uh, I think probably much more unexpected than Louisville City getting through to the next round. Because I think I mentioned I when we were texting before the game, I said I thought they had maybe like a 50-50 chance of getting through against Memphis. I kind of, that lineup was not too bad for, or that matchup was not too bad for them. The way less likely event, though, was that... We will be hosting the next round. We will not be going away <laughs> to to Pittsburgh because Detroit, Detroit laid the hammer down <laughs> away I, at I, Pittsburgh this weekend. Well, you were keeping track of it at the watch party, and I was I was shook for a while. They're keeping it zero zero, and I kept saying like, "All right, that's 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 a good sign for Detroit. They were still like in this, and then they got the goal and eventually the win. And like, wow, like <laughs> so wildly unexpected." I mean, their defense is super solid. So it's like every. They're a team that's sort of built to Detroit? do good things in the playoffs. Yeah. And in a one game sample says, I was going to say, and the whole though, they literally have the. Uh, I'm just, I'm just the, repeating what John said on Twitter. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like built to, to take out a team like Pittsburgh. They have. 
Oh no, it is it is one of the lower. Okay, I was I was looking at the numbers wrong. Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, they do have one of the lower goal conceded. I'm sorry, I got switched yeah. around. No, they, I thought they were dead so they last, don't but... score well. They're not. They like yes, they are. De- they're, they're gonna good less they're than gonna that. grind every game out to the till the end of the game of these playoffs. Probably. I got my tabs mixed up. Yeah, they're dead less in scoring, but defense yeah. is good. So, um, I I don't know how I feel about that. Like they, like, I feel like. Well, first off, the thing we have to acknowledge is is that we complained early in the season that uh, the time that Detroit came, they weren't. Were did they? Um, wasn't it like a weekday match? Am I making uh, that up? I don't remember which one was that. I, I think away was a weekday match, or maybe uh, the, it seems like the Detroit games are always weekday matches. April eighth. What was April eighth? April eighth was a weekend. Okay, never mind. Maybe that was last year or the other one. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. But um, I expect for them to to travel well and so i think there will be a, a notable away away presence which honestly is, is kind of cool it's too bad it's detroit but i'll take it but i it this matchup does make me nervous just because like they have like I absolute... said, they're like they're gonna be a tough out in the playoffs because they, yeah they're gonna they're not gonna give up easy goals they're i think they're gonna take every game to to the end i would not be surprised if we saw penalty kicks again in in this matchup they they have nothing to lose, you know. They they you know by all rights, I'm going to use air quotes. Shouldn't be here. We're the team that that should be moving on. Like we have, like I think we feel more pressure to to make something of this moment than they do. They're going to be, I guess, playing with a sense of freedom. I think I'm all I think I'm all bought into the playoff magic now, though, because I had I had mentally gotten to a place where I was like, okay, this is the year where the streak ends. This is there. This is this is finally the year. Um. That that they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the way that first round played out, I was like, "Oh, okay, someone did make a deal with some sort of spiritual entity eight years ago." <laughs> They're like, just like everything, everything fell into place for them to make it to the conference finals yet again. Uh, like they they got their win on the road, they got their upset they needed to host in the next round. Like I I, I just like. I feel like there's no way they're not winning this next game. Well, Zach, hope is a dangerous thing. But with that said, I'm I'm with you. Like I, I think they have a real good shot. But with that said, still though, I mean, I think Detroit isn't like I don't think they're a pushover we might have otherwise thought they would be in another context. Like I again the fact they, they just really don't no, have a lot of They are to not lose, a pushover. That, that it is, a, it is a, a tough match. Even uh thank thankfully at home though, because I think that helps hey, going I, I, up I'm to detroit is like a really tall oh yeah uh tall ask uh we didn't yeah. mention it on the side of the playoff uh rowdy's rowdy's got beat by uh, Be- birmingham birmingham there we go i, I kept wanting to say bethlehem because I, I, I was looking that, at the hammer logo i bet on that one i literally put money on birmingham over over tampa i'm like this is happening so Boom. uh it hit call it i mean uh not only not only is Louisville city hosting Detroit, but it is very possible they could host the finals because <laughs> uh, I mean I think uh, I think Birmingham could could pull out the win against uh, Charleston and that and that Birmingham's other better that, than, that's their, very doable. than their record ultimately reflect it, which is still I, I, I think, mean a, a playout team, but uh, I think they're better on than the that. western side though. It just, this is looking really far forward, but I think. Phoenix is the only team left that they would theoretically host in. Uh, it's it's not 
it's not a Zach so yeah. bought in he's looking at the other side of the bracket. <laughs> well, I'm just bitten. We only have one game this week. We have time to fill, so I'm I'm looking. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it is. There is still one team left in the West that they would host against too. So. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when when we cross that bridge. But I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it on on the East as far as my my mentality goes for now. And and mission number one is Detroit, which makes me nervous. But again, I, it's it's one of the situations, and I've said this probably about eight billion times this year. If if the team we know like they're capable of, if that team shows up, like we'll win this one. But. You know, if 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 they're having a little bit of an off night, plus any like tomfoolery that Detroit throws our way, you know, like mental games and stuff, um, that's where things could go go sideways for us. So, I'm hoping that's being very much drilled into their heads. You know, they got some guys on their team with their uh, with Malzahn. What was it, Michael Bryan? Uh, they got the mustache. He, I've seen him doing a little turpin and stuff before. I am no longer nervous. I I am bought in. Someone someone made a deal with some sort of demon, and they they gave up a lot but they, they they appear to just be destined to make the Easter Conference finals every single year <laughs> I, I hope i hope it continues but um i mean at least getting this one win was a really pleasant surprise considering how how we felt the season at, at large went but at the end of the day all that matters is making the playoffs the team did that and now they have a, a pathway to success let's list some hardware let's keep that streak alive street going oh man so, um i uh i really believe in the streak if they if they do it again this year because this was oh, yeah. this was definitely all it, all stars po- pointed to this being the year that the streak ends so uh, oh, i agree with you yeah be well i'd be some witchcraft if we make that but um, Bitten, we there... have a uh, any news this week anything that's what I was going to uh, bring up with you. I'm not recalling anything. I think a few racing players got, um, weren't there some call-ups? Uh, yes, I think eight call-ups. Oh, Something like that. Uh, Look at that. I, I'm not stalking I'll have to double-check the tweet, but I think, they, I think they mentioned eight players are playing with their national teams right now. I knew there were some, but I, I guess I I missed them all. This is what happens when you take a when you're trying to take like a large hiatus from from social media or just like very much limit your consumption. Uh, Fall, falling out of the loop, man. Trying to think uh, other other news. Uh, Flacco's at Kansas City. I don't know. Did that? I don't know if that got it. I don't. We didn't talk about it on this show. I don't remember the timing of that. But Flacco's a uh, clown. I don't care. They can have him. <laughs> doesn't worry I, me at all all right buddy he he seems to be good at the nwsl just not the national team uh we'll, we'll see well bruce arena is supposed to be good at the mls and he went to the revs and they got fired <laughs> um oh uh i know you're a toronto fan Bra- michael bradley retired yep he um and immediately went Im- to immediately Norway got to hired onto his dad's team and Finland or wherever. <laughs> yeah, it's sad that he wasn't able to stay within the coaching staff of Toronto, but I think it was a time to part ways. That I, like the thing that stood out the to worst me, season he's, of history. He, he's coaching there for free. His dad couldn't give him a salary. Dude, the guy's got money out the wazoo. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't need the money. He needs. The, he needs the experience. He needs the resume builder. Um. So, oh gosh, he'll uh, be just fine. 
playoff time. So not a lot of not a lot of news, not a lot of moves going on. So we just kind of be thankful that we get one more match at Lynn Family Stadium. We're going back Surrounded there, and I'm very excited about that this Saturday. Um, parking the parking situation will be interesting for for some people <laughs> with the the one lot. Like <laughs> we have a Halloween parade going on in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about spooky season. I'm great. I I love spooky season. I hate cars. This is perfect for me. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just annoying for the for the people negatively impacted. But uh, I, I did see. If, I'll, I'll shout it out on here. Those tickets Ryan, are sold out. If you're talking about buying them for the no, for Ryan the event. Ryan Massey is uh is hosting a bike to the uh, stadium, uh, or at least considering it. So, yeah. There's opportunity if you want to avoid Metal avoid power. the parking situation. Yeah. Uh, I think Just, I might try to bike. Should be fun. honestly, if you show up early, you can you can find some parking It'll in the fun. vicinity. Like before, I had a pass. I used to only street park. I had no problem. You just show up early enough, you're fine. I have I so. have never used any of the parking lots at the stadium, so yeah, yeah it's so, doable. Just plan accordingly. So, all right, well. We'll wrap this one up a little earlier than we normally do. Um, just thankful that we get another match to talk about. And hopefully when we uh, we come back and do this next week, we're previewing yet another match, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Maybe. Sweet. So, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, go Louisville City. Let's get another Eastern Conference final under our belt, huh? Bye, y'all. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.